Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week, as usual during the football season, is my dad. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing great, son. All right, great. Well, let's let's start off with the week that was in the NFL, week 9. Um, a week, uh, week nine, I think it should be called, uh, blowouts and Donnie Brooks because, because <laughs> we had some lopsided games and we had some fights too. So, uh, let's start off with the game. Uh, I'm going to start off with New York and New York. I'm going to start off with the Jets winning that Thursday night game. Um, as we talked about on the last podcast, 34-21. Uh, to get themselves in pretty good position to at least be suitable for the rest of the season. But the big game, the big, uh, pardon me, the big focal point of the uh, week leading past Sunday has been the Giants being decimated by the Los Angeles Rams 51-17 to in New York. Just uh, a disgusting game if you're a Giant fan or even just anybody who cares about Classic franchises, although the Rams gaining prominence now is a big deal. To see the Giants, um, uh, a couple of things that you, you you saw in the game. First of all, they gave up a touchdown on a third and 33. Now, uh, apparently the stat went around. That's the first score on a play, third and, what, like 20, 30-plus yards since 1989. Wow. Yeah, the Giants haven't given up this many points at home since, you know, the 60s. Since or the, the Beatles came to America. <laughs> yeah, because when you think about the Giants, there's, you know, uh, who was the, Steve, I want to say Steve Owens, basically when Lombardi and Landry were their coordinators. That was in the old days, and then there was the Parcells era, everything since 1980. And then there's this dead zone where you have, you know, mid, uh, the Miracle at the Meadowlands and... Plasarchek and all those guys, and so all of those bad those bad times from the late '60s all the way up to 1980. This week, this past week against the Rams, a lot of those records had been broken, or you had not since a game seen a game like that since those times. So yeah, it was not it was not good, and Ben McAdoo lost lost his team. I mean, I'm really shocked that he's not. I'm going to say it every week until he's fired. Why does he still have a job? It doesn't make any sense to me. No, you're right about that. He doesn't deserve it. No. And now there are um, there are unnamed sources in the Giants locker room that I've uh, come forward and started to talk, of course, anonymously. Um, you know, upset that, you know, uh, quote, Ben McAdoo has lost his team. He's going 80% on Saturdays in practice before we get on a plane. It's wild. Changed our off day. He's dishing out fines like crazy. Suspended two of our stars when we need them the most. Throws us under the bus all the time. 
<laughs> he ran us into the ground, and people wonder why we've been getting got. So, yeah, it, it, I, I don't understand it. Well, it's easier to change one or two people than a whole team, so. Right, but I mean, it, it, it's not like other coaches aren't fired. And enough with the, yeah, but then how did they do eleven and five last year? I mean, that's the mystery. Uh, well, I think, uh, quite honestly, here's where I think when I can pin, sort of pinpoint the moment when Ben McAdoo lost this team was when he was okay with the receivers going down to Miami. Because look, connect the dots. He's having Ben McAdoo is is having the most trouble with his defense, specifically his defensive backfield. Uh, Rogers Cromarty and Janoris Jenkins, both uh, defensive backs. So, okay, he's why would he blue? So then you go over to, he's an offensive coach. Look at what the offense did in terms of the personnel, Beckham and Shepard and all these guys going down to Miami during the week before the playoff game against the Packers. Right. And so when there was no, when, you know, nothing happened there, there were no fines that were handed down, it was pretty much okay for the offense to do that. And then when they get beat. Well, when you're 11 and 5, you know, you start feeling good about yourself. Right. You feel confident and then you get, and then you lost. And then it just, nothing seemed okay since then. So basically you had the wide receivers feel like, well, we get the special treatment. For whatever reason, the defensive backs decide, hey, what about us? Or at least, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I really think it points back to that. And don't forget, the Jets were 10-6 and six in Bulls' first season, and all they had to do to make the playoffs was win a game in Buffalo, and they couldn't do that. And then last year, Bowles lost his team. I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised the Jets kept on Bowles. I kind of wanted Bowles to leave because nobody on that defense for the Jets wanted to play last year. But here they are. This year, doing okay when we thought they'd be even worse. And the Giants have got... I mean, the Jets were never this bad last year, I feel. Well, no, but the Jets, uh, they're playing for each other. They are. They are. And it looks like, I mean, also the Jets, you know, the Jets get a little bit of leeway in terms of things going wrong because, well, they're the Jets. You know, the well, same, they're schizophrenic. They are the same way the when the Browns mess up, they'd be like, "Well, that's the Browns." But if there were any other franchise that loot that you know fumbles a trade like that or has a terrible season like the Jets did last year, other big franchise. If the Bears had a season like that, if the Steelers had a season like that, there'd be massive changes. We are never going to uh, let this happen again. It's interesting you speak about the Browns because. I mean, how is it amazing that that you can't have the paperwork in on time for a trade when you desperately need help? You need a quarterback. Deshaun Kaiser's not cutting it, and all the other guys they got there, it's just not working. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I, I don't know. But They got a baseball guy trying to run a football team. I know, but still, we look at it and go, of course you did. Of course you screwed up this trade. You're the Browns. So when you, right. see, when you see a a well-known, decorated franchise like the Giants fail miserably, are in rarefied air with only the Browns and the Jets and seemingly the Lions and maybe one or two other franchises, it's it's a little disturbing to also let them play it out because you'd expect there to be a much shorter leash, leash 
on somebody like a a head coach who's lost his team. But I, but I guess not. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, the Giants. You know, the mighty, the, the mighty have fallen. They really have. So the wheel turns in the NFL. Nothing forever. No, but you know, it's just. I mean, there's there's eight games left in this season. Like the, this is the kind of stuff you'd see like week fifteen, sixteen, end of the year. They're out of the playoffs. It's right. cold, but this is. I mean, it only just started getting cold here in the Northeast. I mean, it's it's hard to believe. Right. <clears throat> so enough about that. Um, well, maybe it's maybe it's time to take the Giants. <laughs> maybe. I mean, they've got. We'll talk about the game they have this week against the Niners. But uh, yeah, My, if if there's ever a week to turn it around or to really cement their status as what the heck is going on, this would be the week. Another blowout, fifty-one to twenty-three. Eagles over the Broncos. Jay Ajayi played very well. I mean, it's all about Wentz. It's all about you know Alshon Jeffrey is having a great year so far. I think he had two touchdowns. Finally using him. Yeah, really, they're finally using him, which helps helped out my fantasy team for a little while. That's great. But yeah, it's it's all about the Eagles right now until they start to falter. I mean, especially in the AFC in the NFC. That's what I'm seeing. Well, yeah, I mean, they have one loss. Yeah, it's true. You know, and the Rams are getting no respect. The Rams are getting no respect. I mean, good for them, though. Sean McVay is, he's on this team. He's on this team. You know, he's got Goff playing really, really well. The defense is playing well. He's using Todd Gurley. My goodness, people were so nervous Todd Gurley would be a bust. And here he is. He's doing so well. So, um... And then there were the the fights, the fights that went on. Um, where's that game? Uh, the Jaguars win twenty three to seven over the Bengals. AJ Green ejected for starting a fight. You know, of course, punching using their bare using their gloved their thinly gloved fists on big strong helmets. I don't. I never understand how that's smart. Ridiculous. It is. Um, and then they also ejected um, Lattimore. No. Um, Oh. The defensive back? Yeah, 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 for the ja- for the Jaguars. Why am I forgetting his name yeah. right now? Getting it confused with the other fight. But they ejected him as well, even though he didn't really do anything. But they figured... Um, let me take a look right, real quick. But they figured they'd get rid of him because then it... Oh, J- I'm sorry, Jalen Ramsey. <clears throat> Jalen Ramsey they also ejected, I think, to minimize the amount of uh, retribution that would come. Because if he was still on the field, there might be, you know, a couple players, right. that, a couple wide receivers that will break off their routes and try to break off a piece on Jalen Ramsey. Um, the other the other big brawl that went on, um, Saints 30, Buccaneers 10 in the uh, Superdome. Saints are looking really good. But uh, but Marcus Lattimore gets blindsided by, uh, by Jameis Winston um, on the sideline. I think he had his helmet off, too. Didn't they poke him in the helmet first or something I saw? Yeah, yeah. It was just... He acted like he was going to talk to him or I don't know what he was doing. I know, but Winston decided to take it upon himself, shove him down, and uh, yeah, I think he got suspended for a game. So back to Fitzpatrick for the Buccaneers. And they're playing... um, Oh, I don't know. We'll get... uh, Let me see. The Jets, right? Oh, yeah, that is true. They're, they're Jets in Tampa Bay. So, oh, well, how does that oh, look? That looks pretty good. Um, other games around. 
Seahawks uh, Seahawks lose at home in a um, tight game. Redskins come back, come from behind, score at the end of the game, seventeen fourteen. Some beautiful passes. Yeah, Kirk Cut. Look, Kirk Cousins knows what to do with the football. That's why all of his quarterback coaches and offensive coordinators get jobs because he makes them look good. Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah, Falcons are really just they lose again in in Carolina twenty to seventeen. Falcons are not going anywhere. I don't think so. It's going to take right. for um, the loss of Deshaun Watson is really being felt by Houston. Tom Savage throws his first touchdown of his career. Uh, by the way, he started a playoff game last year. <laughs> so, uh, but they lost uh, twenty to fourteen. Um, the, and they didn't hire Kaepernick. No, they didn't hire Kaepernick. Who well, I was looking, he's what four and twenty in his last twenty-four games. Yeah, I, can, I mean, uh, look, there's so a re- would it be, uh, any surprise there that they're not picking him up. Yeah, but also that does also speak to the Niners how bad they've been. There's a reason why they're <clears throat> they're fighting the um, they're fighting the Browns for uh, number one pick at this point. Um, also speaking of, uh, teams without quarterbacks, Brett Hundley is not really doing well in Green Bay. They lose at home 30 to 17 against the Lions. Stafford well, put... has no, he has no downfield vision, no confidence. No. I mean, looking bad. But mm-hmm. then again, Goff looked bad last year. He did, but Goff's the starter. You'd expect growth. I mean, Hundley, right. he's the backup and he, he's only there for a time like this. They just didn't think that, you know, uh, Rodgers would break his uh, other collarbone. Uh, Cowboys continue their winning ways in a game. I, how is Ezekiel Elliott playing? I don't understand. He's got a great lawyer. Just as soon as we were done talking about it and saying this is it, he's going he's gonna to be taking his six games, boom, he gets on the field, a last-minute emergency injunction. He can play this week. And right now, it, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to sit this season. I think he might just play the rest of the season. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. So that was the week that was in the NFL. So let's move over to this week in the NFL. Uh, Dad, what are your, some of your best bets this week? Well, I don't know. This is getting harder and harder to pick. We know the Bruner theory is a problem. I mean, last week, uh, 0 for 2. There's four Bruner picks this week. I'm staying away from all of them. Each each year, yeah, each theory has to be reproved. So, so far, 0 and 2 on that. So, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the two Jays, the Jaguars and the Jets. So, the Jets. Now, now the, the Jags came... You know, they were doing that win-lose, win-lose thing. Finally, they put two two together. So they were back-to-back wins, and let's go for the third one. So Jacksonville, is, I have it giving three-and-a-half. No, yeah, they're giving three-and-a-half against the Chargers at home. Um, and the Jets in Tampa Bay are, are uh, get, um, giving two-and-a-half. Yeah, Tampa Bay is one of the big disappointments this year. Well, my, not only I mean, did... The, I think the Giants, we spoke about them, and Tampa Bay, I expected something out of them. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. Uh, a, another year under Jameis Winston, Mike Evans uh, increasing his uh, <clears throat> his ability, the defense making some steps forward, but no, it just hasn't worked out. And especially because we know that the NFC South has has had a different divisional winner like every year 
for like the past 15 years or something. Right. Um, yeah, and also not only is Jameis Winston suspended for that game, so is Mike Evans. That's a problem. That, that's a big problem. Um, so Fitzpatrick, yeah, Fitzpatrick underneath center against his, the former team. But the, it's it's not like that's new because it seems like every game that he actually plays, is is it against the former team? It might be. <laughs> Well-traveled. There's a lot of stickers on our luggage. <clears throat> yeah, oh, yeah, a lot. Um, <clears throat> and so the Giants take on San Francisco in San Francisco. So the Giants go across country. Um, you know, we, we've talked about all their offensive difficulties. Here's a defense. Well, it's time for them to get out of Dodge. Sometimes you can solve problems on the road if, you, if you're doing poorly. This might be that opportunity. It might be. Um, apparently the defense is going to a more simpler scheme. Um, yeah. What does that say about Spagnola? I mean, at that one time he was highly touted. And then he went, went to be a head coach. What was it, at the Rams? And that didn't work. No, out in well. St. Louis it didn't work out St. well. Right. But, I mean, he, he came back and last year was good, and now, you know, back to his old self. Yeah. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> you know, somebody like Wade Phillips is a better coordinator than head coach. You know, sometimes you get these guys who are real, like, they're super, they're like what you call in baseball the quadruple A players. Like, they are so good at this level. They're so good as a coordinator. And when they take that one simple step up to head coach, it all comes crashing down. And they, they do so much better as coordinators. Well, he's not doing well either way. No, 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 no. He definitely is not. All right, so there you go. Um, moving over to college football. Poor Penn State lose again. They drop all the way down from 7th to 16th with a loss at Michigan State. Yeah, so they're being tested, and you know what the what people are saying seems to be true. Yeah, that you know it, maybe we should have used uh, USC as a uh, good barometer from them last year in the Rose Bowl. It didn't really work out. No, Ohio State coming off of that win of from Penn State, knocking them down, they had bumped up all the way up to number three. Right. Even with though they had one loss, and then all of a sudden they lose to Iowa. They dropped back down to to 11th. That was huge. That, yeah, it was a big loss for them, and that also drops Penn State down further. But up, so Atlanta and Alabama and Georgia stay at the top, both 9-0, and and then followed by Notre Dame, who moved up, and Clemson, who moved up as well. That's the big surprise not Notre Dame this year. I would have to say Notre Dame is a big surprise, even though they've got one loss. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm from the Northeast. I'm Irish Catholic. It's kind of it's kind of what you do. <laughs> even if you, you even if you don't even if you don't really care about Notre Dame, you say you do. So so that's that. Um, moving over to staying in college, I want to move over to college basketball. Have you heard the story of uh, Leangelo Ball? Well, I told him about China, and he's in China, and he's shoplifting. Is that the story? So, <clears throat> uh, UCL, I'm sorry, UCLA is out in China uh, against, uh, they're going to be facing Georgia Tech. You know, college basketball, the start off the season, they have these games in all these different places. They've got games in Hawaii. They've got those games on a um, an aircraft carrier sometimes. 
Like they do games and all. It's kind of like how college football has, you know, these big um, week one matchups in like right. large. So in any case, so yeah, so he's out in China and two of his other um, two of his other teammates, UCL teammates apparently are out and they get arrested for shoplifting. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, apparently, they were um, designer, like, like not clothes, but like designer. What do you call them? Like, not. You know, I'm not picturing that. No, but yeah. So, uh, uh, shoplifting. Yeah. So apparently, they were taken. Uh, I think. I bet, I bet, aren't they going to be? I'm sorry. How do they think they're going to get away with this? I mean, they're six foot ten. They're black, and they're in China. <laughs> they they do kind of stick out like a sore thumb. Well, apparently, um, and because then as soon as this happened, then um, Chinese uh, Chinese legal system experts have uh, been asked the questions: what uh, what what's going to happen? So right now they're facing three to ten years. <laughs> Excuse me. Three to ten years um, of if convicted, but but they were also released. Um, I think within the last day, the last couple hours, really, um, they've been released. And apparently, to some Chinese uh, legal experts, that's actually a good thing because it's it's incredibly rare that they would be then rearrested. Because you know the Chinese authorities don't really mess around; they don't really play games in terms of. Well, isn't the president in China? Uh, oh, he might be. He might be. I know that there were um, talks between the different uh, consulates, the American and Chinese consulate. Look, no, I, this is—it's not going to look good for UCLA. It's not going to look for look good for anybody involved. So I don't know if there's a deal. I don't know if maybe they were exonerated. I don't know. Well, especially Ball. I mean, what a high profile. His dad just creates all kinds of uh, attention. Yeah. You know, and you just can't believe that, that he would be doing something like this. I mean, I'd like to think that they weren't. Um, when they get a future with millions of dollars, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, so then that kind of, that kind of also begs the question if it was a mistake. And not, I don't mean like a, a childish mistake, like an actual legal mistake that perhaps they were the wrong, wrong guys. So we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. We'll have to see on that. It's, um, it's something to keep our eye on. But well, it's hard to get transparency in China. No. <clears throat> no, it's, it's a little we difficult. We may never know. Right. Um, and speaking of his brother, uh, Alonzo, uh, Five game, ten games into his uh, his rookie year, he's not setting the world on fire, but you know he's doing pretty good. Um, uh, he could improve his field goal percentage. That'd be nice. Right now, it's at twenty nine percent, not very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still kind of coming off the bench, I believe. But he, you know, nine points a game, you know, stuff like that. So, they're a long way from where they were. No, yeah, they are really a long way. Um, but I will say, you know, Houston's doing really well. Golden State, you figure as well. Minnesota's doing well, seven and three. It's still early, but even the Knicks are a surprise. Knicks have been are six and four. Well, uh, we now know who was holding them down. Yeah, well, Anthony. 
And he's not doing that well where he's at. No, I don't believe so either. But yeah, Christoph's poor Porzingis. He's been uh, he's been doing he's re- the bomb. Yeah, he's been doing really well. So it's good to see that's happening. New York, absolutely. Well, the NBA does best when the big city franchises do well. True. You know, and especially the ones with the name recognition. You've heard the the thing, in the last 30 to 40 years, only 10 franchises have won uh, the NBA NBA championship. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, uh, Was it Anthony in... uh, uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah, he's doing okay. Um, you know, he's not the man anymore. He's he's a role player. He's he's somebody else's wingman. He's he's elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his star isn't shining like it used to. No, no, it definitely is not. So down with him. So uh, that's about that. Does it for about the world sports? All oh, my fantasy teams. Uh, did um, one and two this week. Uh, Tom Brady was on a bye, so I had to pick up Bortles. He actually did pretty well. But, you know, the the loss of Aaron Rodgers really hurts Aaron Jones and Jordy Nelson, who I had in a couple of the yeah, leagues. The whole team. Yeah, so, you know, the faster Rodgers can come back, the better things will be. But it's what happens. Yeah, they don't have a next man up. That's not working. No, no, they definitely don't. Hey, what about Man City and what about uh, so- uh, the world of soccer? Well, I know that uh, the MLS um, finals are coming up soon. I believe um, NYCFC. Uh, no, it looks like they well they lost four to one uh, on Tuesday. Um, on a uh, was that on Halloween itself. Um, I believe, hold on a second, yeah, the finals are coming up real soon. Uh, yeah, it's down to Toronto and Columbus uh, for the east, and then the west, it's the Sounders and the Dynamo. Uh, that's coming up in a couple weeks um, to, to see who plays in the finals. Um, but as far as the uh, English Premier League, yeah, uh, I know they're in the midst of their season right now. Um, yeah, Man City's in eleven matches. Man City's eleven, ten and one. They have no losses. They have ten one and zero. Oh. They have one draw, followed by Manchester United. But I mean, yeah, Man City, uh, who actually is uh, part. I think they're like basically the own, part owners of uh, New York CFC, NYCFC, really? I should say. Yeah. Um, but I was talking with a friend of mine who I would like to get on, Patrick. He's a he's a big soccer fan, and he plays Great. he plays too. Um, but he was talking about how um, it was a good thing actually that uh, he's also a Red Bulls fan. But it's actually a good thing that uh, City, uh, New York City, uh, did not make the finals because apparently, with the MLS, they are one of the criteria for getting a new franchise in. Is to have your own um, your own stadium, so you're not sharing. So it would have been yeah. What do you mean your own stadium? How would they do that? Well, oh, you mean like like Red Bull Stadium? Yeah, yeah like Red Bull Stadium, like how the uh, LA Galaxy has um, the Home Depot Center. Right. Like all of these different franchises in the MLS have their own soccer specific stadium. They're not sharing. And that it would have been a bit of an embarrassment to have a team in the finals, who would have been 
uh, New York have to play because they play their games at, at Yankee Stadium. And hmm. and uh, if it, if they had gone into the Yankees had gone into the World Series, it would have affected the schedule. But um, hmm. everybody avoided that embarrassment. So. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, that's a good question. Who's where's Girardi going to be working? Well, he's Will not going to be working for Jeter. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because actually, Jeter's not as much of a fan of him as as people say. I mean, don't forget he um, Jeter, uh, Posada, and Girardi were at odds going back to their time as teammates on the Yankees. So Posada didn't like Girardi. Because he uh, well, first of all, Girardi didn't like Posada because he had cut in on his time as the catcher with the Yankees, and then when he came back, he was moving him over to DH, moving him over to first base. So, right. and we know, and Jeter and Posada are best friends, so that caused some issues. So I, I honestly, he's not going back down to Miami. That's a good point. Yeah, he's look, Girardi's going to go into the broadcast booth like a lot of these guys do. A year or two will pass, and then he's going to be asked to come in. It also depends because he's not a big money ball guy. He runs right. he runs he runs his lineups a little bit more old school. So you have to you know have a matchup with a good franchise that actually wants that and doesn't just want a plug and play manager. Hmm, interesting. Uh, speaking of baseball, very sad news: uh, Roy Holiday um, was uh, killed in a fatal plane crash of his private plane. Yeah, he was the sole driver, right? He was the only one in the plane. Uh, apparently, there um, is eyewitness video of the crash beforehand, and uh, it shows the plane erratically uh, flying and going down. So, Well, I think for that company, I was reading something that their main test pilot died in a crash. I can believe it. But I mean, this is just yet. A, this is experimental aircraft, or it's kind of funny looking thing. Something, but I mean, this is a guy who, <clears throat> you know, who I, everybody loved. Yeah, he was he was well liked by everybody, and he was a throwback. I mean, he sure. Um, it, I he, mean, he finished games, complete games. He had seventy six complete games. He he averaged. Yeah, that's unheard of today. That's absolutely unheard of. He. At the most he had was nine, and he would consistently lead the league in um, in complete games by far. He averaged about six a year. Sure, he had a no-hitter, a perfect game. He, he was the ball, and everybody loved him. But, you know, he's, he's had any baseball guys flying aircraft. Munson, I mean, Corey Lytle. It, sure. it needs to stop. Base, athletes just need to under look. I, I understand why they would want it. It's the thrill. You're out of the game, no matter what sport it is, and you don't have that high. You don't have that excitement. You don't have something to recap, and you want to find something to recapture that. All right, the plane is it's something that you want to do, but then this this could happen. And especially, I don't know how long how how many hours he's had under his um, he's had behind uh, the wheel. Uh, behind the stick, but I mean this this is not okay. So you know it's it's just sad. It really is. I mean, here's a guy who won two Cy Youngs in either league. His best years were with Toronto, but he had a really good stretch with Philly for two sure. seasons. Two seasons, pitched a no hitter in the playoffs. Um, 
but just, I mean, twenty a, a three-time 20-game winner, just unbelievable. He really, really yeah, was. I'd, I'd like to know what went wrong. I'm sure it'll come out. We gotta. They have to recover the black box. They have to go through all that. I don't know. Um, you know, I hope it wasn't something that he, I hope it wasn't operator error, you know, if, because you never want to, to hear that somebody made some fatal mistake. But tragedies off the coast of Florida, I mean, it seems endless. Sure. Whether it's boating, airplanes, Bermuda Triangle, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but but he'll be, he'll be missed. Of course. I mean, he, you know. He's been laying low since his retirement in 2013, but, you know, it, when you brought up his name, there was always some, hey, we met, wow, look at all those complete games. I mean, wow, you know, he, he, pre, he, and he was right on and the cut. he cu- was a solid citizen on top of that. Yeah, and he was just, he needed one more year until um, his name got on the ballot um, right. for Major League Baseball. And you like to usually point out with uh, pitchers <clears throat> that they went, you know, a, a good measure for you is that they have a hundred more wins than losses. Well, he has ninety-eight. Well, that's more. a great measure. Yeah, he has ninety-eight more wins than losses. So, sure. So he's kind of just right on that cusp, uh, right there for the him. Um, also, right, yeah. Also, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame um, ballot has kind of been announced. Uh, specifically, the modern era. You know the um, the one. Basically, the ones who go back, uh, who are nom- who are in the Hall of Fame, go back and kind of find their their guys from their era that right. want to be uh, taken as well. And uh, the modern era has guys like uh, who is it? Zach Morris is on there. Um, and not Zach Morris. I'm sorry, <laughs> showing my age. Jack, Jack, Jack Morris. Morris. Yeah. <clears throat> Jack Morris, Dale Murphy's on there as well. Well, Dale Murphy makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, he's a two-time uh, MVP, no? Yeah, no, he absolutely is. Um, Don Mattingly's also on that list, too. Um, mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, he's on the border. Well, you know, the the discussion was always how similar his num- numbers were to Puckett, but Puckett kind of got in because his career ended short. He might have... Actually continued on his uh, his his uh, way. Right. Um, also, uh, Jerry Jones is having a bit of a problem with uh, Roger Goodell um, to the point where he's he's challenging the contract extension that's been given to Roger Goodell or will be. Um, yeah, yeah, he should go. Well, he's he's not doing well for the owners, and that's that's who pay him, that's who hire him. And that's what it's all about. So now to the point where Jerry Jones has hired a lawyer, lawyer and he's threatening to sue the NFL over this contract extension. Well, that's one thing Roger Goodell is, is a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So. Very true. That should be interesting, yeah. But he's, he's made a lot of snafus. Yeah, he's he's had a lot of difficulty this these last couple seasons. So, you know. Well, at forty-four million dollars salary, untaxed because he heads a nonprofit. Right. So, something should be done about that too. Of course, something should be done, but you know, how how likely is that to happen? <laughs> it's big money. Of course, it's big money. It's a, it's all about the money. 
Okay, Dad. Well, thanks very much for joining me on this episode. Oh, absolutely. Fun. Okay, thank you very much. Everybody enjoy the cold weather, and uh, we'll see you later. Andrew, please take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.